is that coming at a cost? And how much will it cost over time? December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets, and yet I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. There's an interesting debate happening in the entrepreneurial world around, do we need pressure in order to succeed? Do we need to learn how to be able to sustain pressure in order to have the success that we want in business? And I understand why this conversation is happening and I want to be a leader in it because I think I have a unique perspective that's going to be so fucking useful to you guys being able to not only have all the success that you want in your business, all the impact that you want in your business, but being able to sustain it. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking like, well, pressure is helpful. I need it to move. And so this conversation came up because, um, my coach, Allison Bird, was in a room full of high-level entrepreneurs. She was at Sophia Amoruso's uh, Mastermind, who is the author of the Girl Boss book and creator of the Girl Boss movement. She was speaking, and she happened to mention me in this group and talk about my concept of pleasure over pressure. And I was like, first of all, like, get yourself some friends that will like mention you in a room full of people like that. <laughs> So, um, but the interesting thing that occurred was that people actually started arguing for pressure and the usefulness of it. And I want to read you guys a, um, an Instagram post that Vanessa Lau put up and Vanessa Lau, if you don't know her, she is huge in the world of social media. She's like a, she was a, a leader. I say was because she's on like an extended, unknown length of time sabbatical, but she, um, kicked off on YouTube, kills it on Instagram, TikTok also, I believe, um, just created this massive, massive business. And she said, uh, what did she say? An indefinite sabbatical. And she sent this to a list of over 170,000 people on her email, a million people on YouTube. And then how many people on it? 276,000 people on Instagram. 
She said, as some of you guys may have noticed based on my lack of presence lately on social media, I've made the decision to go on an indefinite sabbatical, aka taking a long extended break from work. Now, I'm not going to read all of it. She had like quit the corporate world, created this amazing business, um, has, you know, a multi seven figure business and, and decided to go on the sabbatical. And she said, it feels like I'm quitting right when things are finally happening. I'm finally getting the big dog speaking engagements. Holy shit. I'm making 500 K months. I'm so close to 1 million YouTube subscribers. I'm finally growing and scaling. I'm finally a somebody. And yet at the height of accomplishing these things, I found myself losing total control of my life and mental well-being. I found myself squeezing my life and relationships around the demands of my business instead of building a business around the life that I ultimately want to live. Ooh, I got covered in chills reading that because I would follow her. I would I would consume her YouTube videos and and learn new tips about Instagram and I'm looking at someone that is such a phenomenal teacher. She's charismatic. She's interesting. She's a thought leader. Um, she's creative. And the way that she built her business was not something that she could sustain forever. It was coming at a cost. So what I want to start with is asking you guys, if there's a cost or a gain to every decision that we make, and I like to think that that is true. I've, I've noticed truth in that for me and my business. Then what will this decision, what will taking on this client, what will launching this program or launching it this way either bring me or cost me? And sometimes it's a mix of both. But what we want to look at is overall, when we look at it from like a net perspective, when we like put it all on paper and we say, okay, it's going to cost me this, this amount of time, energy, etc., maybe money to launch, but I'll get this. Are we looking at the totality of what it will be worth to us? And I would like to suggest that all of the things that we think that we're going to get on the other side are still accessible when we make decisions a little bit differently. What we've been doing in the entrepreneurial world is we're just duplicating old processes because we know they work and because we know ultimately will the gain on the other side, usually meaning um, visibility and money, success, notoriety, will be on the other side of that. But... Is that coming at a cost? And how much will it cost over time? Um, I love the quote that if the vision is big enough, it will pull you. I don't think that's exact quote. Hold on. I'm going to pause. I'm going to Google and give you guys the exact quote. Hold on. Here it is. This is a Steve Jobs quote. If you are working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision will pull you. Pressure comes from a state of push. Pleasure comes from a state of pull. It is, it is magnetizing you towards it. And on the other side of it, the outcome that we're looking for, we can still attain the notoriety. We can still attain the visibility. We can still attain the success. We can still attain the impact. I promised myself that I was going to live this crazy 
social experiment of if I do my business this way exclusively and run my business through these values, I have a list of very specific values, a very specific way of making decisions, um, mantras that lead and guide me, a vision that guides me. And that is ultimately if I were to simplify it into being so basic. So like our tagline in the for the Unruly Entrepreneur brand is the game's not worth winning unless we get to play. I want to feel that state of play, but what does that equal to me? At the end of the day, it just equals an increase of energy. If I feel an increase of energy around having done it, around having done it, if the battery is constantly charging, increasing around the way that I'm running my business, It's a yes for me. I'll do it. If it's a constant decrease, that doesn't mean that I don't need to restore, right? But I run my business in such a way to where I can. I can work really hard one day. I can be like in meetings. I can be with clients. I can be um, recording podcasts. I can be creating content. And then I might take like three days off. I run my business in such a way to where restoration is actually a higher value than productivity so that my battery can constantly be increasing over time. Now, people, when they argue for pressure, a lot of times we're thinking we need that to get us to move, but I'm telling you that there's this perception of people being lazy. And if we just look at things practically, if we look at things through the lens of RRT, and like, I'm not going to claim that these are true, but I'm going to suggest, listen to it, try it on, decide if you like this idea and if it's useful. But what I know is that when I'm excited about something, especially when I can see myself on the other side of it, energy floods my body and it feels like joy, excitement, passion, enthusiasm. It doesn't feel like discipline, pressure, um, have to be consistent. All of the ways in which we're taught where sacrifice eventually the cost of sacrifice becomes too great. And then people like Vanessa Lau drop out of the game. And like somebody, if you know her, like message her. (laughs) Be like, come see Andrea. She's going to take some of that burn off. Andrea's aloe. (laughs) Please, please go see her for your sunburn. (laughs) And like the one thing that I'm so disciplined about from a state of like pure vision, love, passion, creativity, interest is living the social experiment of pleasure over pressure, feeling like a movement that I want to take the whole world through. Pressure feels like push. Vision, pleasure feels like pull. That's magnetism. That's quantum physics. That's when shit just happens. Not just like, yes, we're going to put some intentionality into it. We're going to apply some actual effort into it. And the, the forces of the universe back it up with like ease, with current. Can we get there when we are going against current, which would be pressure? Of course, we can muscle our way through it. And eventually we fatigue and sometimes we stop and sometimes we give up. But what would happen if we worked with current? With current. 
That doesn't mean sometimes it doesn't feel good to get in and swim and to use our arms and legs. Like it does. We have this physical body to use it for a reason. I'm just suggesting that we can get there faster. It's going to be more enjoyable and we're not going to drop out of the game. Our gifts will continue to be received by the world because we won't drop out. We're still here. We have staying power, longevity. I serve some of the most exceptional entrepreneurs as private clients in my intensives, as well as like my full-time private client roster from like YouTube famous families to some of the most well-known coaches in the industry to people who are like insanely successful in the investor world, people that you wouldn't even know in the business world that are just like killing it with like eight figure exits and stuff. These are the people that end up on the other side of my screen. They make way more money than me. They don't come to me for that. They don't come to me to teach them how to make money. They come to me because they want making money to feel better. We can have it all. We can have both. I exist to prove it. I'm already proving it. Since last year, we're like creeping up at 1.8 million cash in the bank, cash received. (laughs) Like I do have business expenses, but like cash that has come in and hit my bank. My CFO is crazy, is constantly saying like, this is crazy. I've never seen anything like this in over 20 years of being a CFO for people where she sees my profit margins are amazing. My business is run in such a lean way. I'm stacking cash. I'm putting money in investments. I have energy to keep creating. Private client roster is constantly full. It's full till next year. Only way people can work with me privately is an occasional intensive, which I still don't even have that much space for anymore. So, so much sustainability, so much pleasure, so much increase of energy. I have staying power. I can do this for another 10, 20, 30 years because my battery is being charged through process, not just outcome. Through process, not just outcome. Sacrifice is irrelevant for me. (laughs) Discipline is irrelevant for me. Those two words don't even come up in my vocab. Somebody sent me a uh, a reel the other day and I was like, oh, I got to stitch this one. (laughs) Stay stay tuned. I'm going to go ahead and play this for you. So this is on Steven's account, S-T-E-V-E-N. And I'll go ahead and play the audio for you have to know that don't think you're going to turn your phone off at five because that's not a thing it's not a thing and if you turn your phone off at five don't expect a successful business so I think look I'm that person anyway my thoughts annoyingly come to me at night and I really have to make a conscious effort like I sleep with my phone outside the room now but I think you just have to know that don't expect to make money for the first period of time if you break even that's good and I just really think you have to be all in I speak to like some of my sister's friends and they want to oh we want to start a business with you you know do you do you actually and that's not being patronizing that's like you're not gonna make an instagram page for it it's gonna be success overnight and you're gonna post a few pretty pictures it takes everything you're gonna start a business you have okay so (laughs) some of the things i'm like okay yes like have clear expectations that like you're not gonna be an overnight success um most people who are it's not sustainable success that's okay like and the 
and some people it is sustainable success. So like there's there's an available timeline, there's an available outcome for every vision, right? And also it's the people who don't know when to pull the business, pull themselves out of the business in order to go recharge. So I said this in um, my program WAP, um, Wealth Alignment Pattern. Somebody was saying like, I'm, I'm doing all of this good work, but one thing I'm still noticing is like, I really have trouble unplugging from business. And that's because we're thinking like productivity equals, um, let me say that even differently. We're thinking that action in business equals success. But there's a lot of people who take a tremendous amount of action in their business and they're still not where they think that their business, where they want their business to be or where they think it should be. So if activity, and most people would say like, if I'm taking action, it is productivity in business, doesn't equal success because some people can be in constant state of movement. What does equal success? Well, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone depending on the business model. But what I'm going to suggest is, is that if you you guys, I'm a Virgo and I love those like old school little dust busters where I can like grab the little handheld thing and I can like vacuum up my hair on my bathroom floor and stuff and like go clean up little messes from the dogs and whatever. And I love that. But eventually I have to plug it into the battery or it's useless. So it was like, I want you to see like, I want you to see your ass as if it has like a like a charging unit on the back of it. And I want that ass to just like hit the couch. And I want you to see yourself that charger, like the battery just slowly going up and up and up and up, right? And so in order to be more useful in your business, in order for the skill set that you have to apply to your business to be useful, there has to be battery backing it up the same way my dust buster needs it. <laughs> so this whole concept of like, and I used to be the one like team, no sleep, hashtag team, no sleep. That was me. I started my business that way. And I just kept sliding into January with face burn because my face would hit the cement and a road rash because my face would hit the cement and I would just like slide into the new year. So tired, not with this like zest of excitement for new beginnings, but just like a, holy fuck, can I do this again? That doesn't give anyone staying power. So I'm going to suggest, okay, here's another, um, one last example that I'm going to give for you guys. Um, I was being interviewed on Bourbon and Breakthroughs, which is Chris Goodman's podcast. And Chris was interviewing me on the concept of like, made a million dollars without taking a penny from pressure, only pleasure. And he's like, Andrea, explain. (laughs) And he's like, because what people are going to say is like, that's easy for you to say because like you're already making great money to just like say no to a potential client. And I'm like, I hear you, but I didn't start this way. I got this way from, from this methodology. And I said, let me ask you a question. In entrepreneurship, is it more useful or less useful to have an additional amount of creativity? He said, more useful. I said, more useful or less useful to have um, to have access to more strategy and logic? He said, more useful. And I said, more useful or less useful to have more access to intuition? He said, more useful. And I was like, and what about focus? He said, more useful. And I was like, what about energy? He said, more useful. And I was like, cool. So let's look at things practically from just how 
the body works. Most people are moving, when, when I say pressure, I mean people are moving ultimately from a basis of fear of like, if I don't do this, something's going to fall apart. If I don't do this, like if I don't say yes to this, another opportunity won't come, right? And so we're just like taking anything that we can get instead of the, the things that are correct for us. And I said, um, when we're in that state of fear, blood leaves brain, going to arms and legs, making us dumber but faster. I don't know a single time in entrepreneurship where it's more useful to be able to run fast, literally, but have less access to intelligence. And he's like, oh. And I was like, when we're in a state of pleasure, we have more access to intuition, more access to creativity, more access to logic, more access to focus, more access to um, energy. In a state of fight or flight, you're going to get a sugar rush going to the body, which is going to be able to get you to move really quickly. But you can't run a marathon, which is entrepreneurship, when you eat a candy bar to fuel. Like a, a ton of sugar floods to the body to get you to move very fast. And that sugar is useful if you do need to run really fast for a very short period of time, meaning like run to grab your child out of the road before they get hit by a car. Very fast, short burst. Entrepreneurship isn't a short burst, guys. We're using sugar to fuel our legacy. Ah, fuck. We're using sugar to fuel our legacy. The thing that we want to outlive us. What a flawed concept. What a flawed way of thinking. Not because you chose a flawed way of thinking, but because that's all we were taught. I wrote a post today that was talking about like one of my greatest skills isn't my ability to sell, isn't my branding skills, isn't any of that stuff. It's actually my ability to daydream and wonder. The post said, 12-year-old me was watching my life be ripped apart. Another divorce, fear, hurt, drugs, starting over. Again, wanting consistency, friends, safety, my dad's distant arms to be wrapped around me, my mom to be okay. 12-year-old me didn't know she'd end up here. She didn't know she'd use her history to make her beyond powerful in this present. She didn't know she'd lead a movement of pleasure over pressure. She didn't know her suffering would eventually evaporate and she'd learn to levitate in joy. She could have never predicted the luxuries and yet it makes sense. She was a daydreamer. She'd hide in the woods near her family's one-bedroom trailer, lean against a tree, look up to find the magic of the sun peeking through the trees, and just imagine. My greatest skill isn't selling. It's my ability to daydream, to be willing to wonder. Wonder what else was possible or available. Just wonder. Savor the daydream for just a little bit and see what comes through. It was my willingness to wonder, could this be different that created the business that I have today? And I want other people to be able to model that. Not to run your business exactly the way that I run my business, but to run it through the same 
fundamentals so that the way you do business creates a constant increase, a constant charge, giving you staying power, giving you more creativity, more intuition, more logic, more strategy, more focus, and more energy. Not energy from sugar. Energy that will allow you to build legacy. Energy that gives longevity. You guys are the first to know that I'm actually launching a program called The Pleasure Model where I'm going to teach you all my ways of thinking and how I run my business, exactly how I do it, so that you already have the framework of the house and you just have the opportunity to make it your own in the way that is the most perfect for you. The most perfect for you. The hard work, the structure, the different ways of thinking, the ways of thinking that are actually going to increase energy, increase pleasure, increase creativity. All of that's going to be done for you. I'm going to teach you guys even how I use this to coach clients, coach some of like the most exceptional clients in the world. I also created a little gift for you guys called my collapsing time visualization. That's the first time I've created a freebie in a minute. You guys may have some of my other freebies, like I could never spend it all guided visualization. This one is collapsing time. It's all about like um, bringing future self energy into the present faster. So if you guys... Um, click the show notes below. You guys will have a link to be able to access the collapsing time visualization for free. You guys will get yourself on the wait list or get yourself the information about the pleasure model. And it would be truly my greatest honor as someone who's so deeply committed to leading a movement around creating from pleasure, not pressure, so that the people who are, you guys are the ones who are just leading the conversation You guys are innovators. You guys are creators. You guys are thought leaders. You guys are willing to do things differently or you wouldn't be listening to this um, podcast called The Unruly Entrepreneur. You guys are willing to challenge the status quo. You guys are willing to drive new conversation forward. You guys serve humanity and I serve you. So I cannot wait to introduce you to the pleasure model. Grab the collapsing time guided visualization below in the show notes. You guys will get information about the pleasure model and be able to duplicate this way of thinking, this way of running a seven-figure business without taking a single penny from pressure, only pleasure. That is my greatest commitment to this world. That is what I stand for. That is the social experiment that I have been living at the highest level. For myself and for you. As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show note. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.